Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Hello and welcome to Fire on the Earth. I'm Pete Burak, filling in for Peter Herbeck. Peter's out this week and I've had the joy of being with you for the first couple days of the beginning of this new year. And uh, I'm excited to continue our conversation. We've been asking the question, what must I do to be saved? And we've looked at a couple different angles, and we're going to pick that up again uh, today. The angle that I want to start with today, building on a, the first two days, is looking at first John chapter 12, verse 46, and acknowledging, again, that the world is in darkness, and the light of God has shined down into the darkness to illuminate who we are, to illuminate our condition, and then ultimately to illuminate the two paths that have been set before us. That God is, through Jesus and through the Gospels, shining the bright light of truth on this whole situation so that we might be able to assess and then make decisions, hopefully prompted by the Holy Spirit, but decisions that align with the path that leads to life and salvation as opposed to the path that leads to destruction and separation. So listen to this from John 12. Jesus says, I have come as light into the world so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. So what is Jesus teaching us there? He's saying, I have come as light into the world. So he is the light. He's the source of truth. He himself, not just his teachings, but he himself reveals who we really are, what we're really made for, who actually loves us, what that love is willing to do in order to be united to us, and how we are supposed to respond so that those who have faith, who believe, may not remain in darkness. It's an interesting phrase to say, remain in darkness. Because that means that we're not kind of born into this world morally neutral. We're actually born into the world in darkness. And it takes an action of God and a response of us, and you know, particularly as Christians, as Catholics, Baptism is this moment of being brought out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light to officially be entered into God's family. So it's it's really, really important that we see Jesus as the source of the light of truth that helps us see clearly. Because if we can't see clearly and we don't really understand who we are, if we don't really understand what we're up against, if we don't really understand what's true, then there's no way we're going to be able to make the right decisions and be able to live in harmony with that truth. Pope Benedict, I can't remember where it was. It was, I was reading some thing that he had written and he had this kind of offhanded comment about conversion and a a kind of a definition of conversion that has stuck with me ever since where he, he said, conversion is like receiving new sight. That we who are once blind can now see. Or he equated it also to like being colorblind 
and then all of a sudden being able to see colors. Or he actually called it like grayscale. <laughs> like everything is in shades of gray, and all of a sudden the gospel comes, we respond to the gospel, the scales from fall from our eyes, and everything is bright and brilliant and alive and real and the truth of, of what it actually is. This is part of what Paul talks about when he talks about the renewal of the mind. That our minds are transformed, our hearts are transformed, our wills are transformed, our, our very vision for our lives and what we're made for is transformed when we believe in Jesus, when we read his words, when we acknowledge the truth, when we accept the truth, and when we live in harmony with the truth. Because the, the flip side is actually horrifying when we really consider what it looks like to persist in darkness. Yesterday, I, I read from John 3.16, and at the end of John 3.16, it's actually 3.19, he says, And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. One of the horrifying realities of life, one of the things that should cause us to just weep, and i got to admit, I haven't, I haven't ached enough for what I'm about to say, but one of the things that should just break our hearts are people who are persisting in the darkness or people who are choosing to remain in the darkness instead of receiving the light of Christ. And again, I I bring this up not because we stand in judgment on those people. It's not that we are the ultimate judge. Far from it. I mean, this is what Jesus is meaning when he says, you know, judge not lest you be judged. It's We, we don't stand in judgment as the ultimate judge, but we can stand in judgment to acknowledge what is good and, and not good. What is moral behavior and what is not moral behavior. And the reason we can do that with confidence is because the light of truth has shown into our hearts that the church is the place where we can faithfully believe that she's teaching without error. And so we can stand in confidence to say that Jesus has revealed the truth about what is necessary for salvation. Jesus has revealed the truth about moral behavior that is good and bad, and Jesus has perpetuated that truth both in sacred scripture and the interpretation of that, that scripture through the church. I mean, we need to get comfortable being able to talk to people and love people in such a way where we can say, like, yes, Jesus loves you. But our disobedience, our pride, our rejection of God is not trivial. You know, when we when we allow ourselves either internally or with others in our life to just kind of explain away or or minimize evil behavior, that might help us feel better about ourselves in the moment. But if we don't confront that reality, we will continue to delude ourselves, which actually, when you persist in that delusion, it leads to deeper and deeper bondage and depravity. The more we persist in sin, the more we will live in darkness. And the more we live in darkness, the more we will actually prefer the darkness. And that's why Jesus, in understanding Jesus, in acknowledging Jesus, in looking at Jesus, and receiving Jesus, not just in the Eucharist, but in the Word of God, is so important because only in Jesus do we encounter the light of truth such that our hearts are actually revealed to us so that we can walk with Him, so that we can experience redemption and freedom we long for, so that we can experience Him Him as the light of the world. And what does He say about Him being the light of the world? I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life.
Because, friends, we were not made for darkness or separation for God. We were made for union. We were made for intimacy with God. But because of our actions, because of our pride, we have rejected him. We have said no to him at times. And what has been established then is the the twofold option, the twofold journey, the broad way and the narrow way. And this is one of those scriptures that when it comes around in the readings can make us feel kind of uncomfortable. But it's a fundamental teaching. It's a fundamental reality of when we ask the question of what must I do to be saved? We have to acknowledge that there are two possible destinations. Listen to this in Matthew 7. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, the way is easy, that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Okay, that's not an isolated text. Look at Matthew 25. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep at his right hand, at the, but the goats at his left This is how this section concludes. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. There really is a heaven, and there really is a hell. And both are possibilities. You know, it's not, it's not my favorite thing to talk about this. It's not like I, this is like, yes, yes, let's talk more about hell. But Jesus talked about it a lot, and he's emphasizing it here. And here's another passage from Matthew 13. Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so will it be at the close of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers and throw them into the furnace of fire. Their men will weep and gnash their teeth, and the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Jesus is telling us this because he wants us to believe it. And he wants us to believe it so that we'll do something about it. You know, the Broadway may be popular and he might be telling, and he's telling us that the Broadway is full of people right now so that we invite them to the narrow way. That those of us who are trying to walk by the narrow way would actually do something about those who are following the Broadway. But if we don't know there's a Broadway, or we don't believe there's a Broadway, then why would we ever invite people to the narrow way? And just to make you a little bit more uncomfortable, listen to this passage from Luke. And someone said to him, Lord, will those who are saved be few? And he said, he said to them, strive to enter by the narrow door, for many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able. Once the householder has risen up and shut the door, you will begin to stand outside and to knock at the door saying, Lord, open to us, and he will answer you, I do not know where you came from. Then you will begin to say, we ate and drank in your presence, and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know where you came from, depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. There you will weep and gnash your teeth when you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and you yourselves thrust out. And men will come from east and west, from north and south, and sit at the table in the kingdom of God. Receive that right now. And receive it 
the way that Jesus intends it. Not to condemn, not to intimidate, not to belittle, but Jesus reveals this to us because he loves us. He wants us to know that there will be a judgment. Why? Because his work could be easily ignored or minimized if we didn't actually know and believe there are two paths. I can't stress this enough. The reason that Jesus is showing this to us is out of a deep, passionate, unwavering, incalculable love for us. His mercy extends from age to age. Everyone has access to intimate life with him. Everyone has access to heaven, but on the terms of truth, not on our terms. I mean, just look at salvation history. It's one big story of the lengths to which God will go to make sure that to see his people, to see us free, purified, sanctified, and ultimately perfected. I mean, again, the passages I just read may seem harsh, but when you believe them in faith and you receive the light of truth that shines into your mind and your heart, it actually becomes this beautiful, oh, thank you so much for caring enough to tell us so that we don't get trapped on the Broadway, so that we aren't deluded by our sin, so that we don't persist in darkness, so that we can live in the light and therefore enter into the light of the kingdom of God. All right. So much more to talk about. I'm Pete Burak filling in for Peter Herbeck. This is Fire on the Earth. We will see you tomorrow. God bless. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth. Would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash FOE. That's renewalministries.net slash FOE.